Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 335. Today we're going to be talking about what we are most excited for looking ahead into the year 2022. We're so thankful and happy to be back. We took a little bit more of an extended break than we expected to at the end of the year with the holidays and everything. Honestly, we were just exhausted and just made sense to put it off for a little bit longer, but now we're happy to be back. And we're so thankful and humbled by so many of you who reached out to check in on us. That is a very um, warm feeling, I guess, <laughs> to know that people are thinking about you and, and miss the episodes coming back but happy to get back into the groove now. Yeah, I think we have a lot to be excited for in 2022. We do want to take a minute, though, before we jump into what is coming up next to kind of reflect on some of those last things from 2021, mainly Spider-Man. Yep, so that is where we left off last as we did a preview of Spider-Man. So that's not going to be the bulk of this episode, but... That movie rocked our world. We can't not talk about it. We have to say something about it, right? I think it was absolutely everything I could have wanted and more. I just thought it was really cool after we took the time to go back and watch the previous two Spider-Man, I guess, franchises to kind of see it all culminate and come together with my favorite Spider-Man, Tom Holland. So I just liked seeing the old villains kind of how they interacted with each other like i thought that was really neat where you were able to see like yes these people know each other and then to kind of mash them all together i just thought was fun but i liked also getting to see just tom's personality some more and by tom i mean like tom as spider-man just to see like he really is just so pure and good and how can you not just love him Well, and that's something that we talked about going into this movie is that that's something that we wanted is a deeper look at this current version, Peter Parker, because that's something that you got with Andrew Spider-Man and with Toby Spider-Man is you understood about Uncle Ben and with Andrew Spider-Man, you learned about his parents a lot and you understood kind of why they were the way that they were and the way that Tom Holland Spider-Man was introduced into the MCU and Civil War, like we missed all of that. You know, we got to explore a lot more of his relationship with Happy and with Tony Stark. And, you know, obviously that's the biggest catalyst to him going forward is that relationship with both of them and and how he's going to move forward. But I think it it gave us all of that and more. And I think another thing we talked about were The villains, you know, those were confirmed before, I guess, uh, spoilers, if you haven't seen (laughs) it at this point, then skip ahead, you know, a couple minutes. But, you know, we talked about off air that we, I truly believe that if you're ranking 
Marvel villains that we've seen on a movie screen. You know, I would say Thanos is number one. He has to be. He's, I mean, he's the coolest. He's the most well-rounded. We know the most about him. You know, all of the things, he had the biggest impact. But I would say that Doc Ock and Green Goblin are maybe two and three in maybe no particular order. But to see them come back and you can especially tell with Alfred Molina, which I know you are not too well-versed in uh, names, that's Doc Ock. Okay, thank you. And um, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. You could tell those two just love those characters. And you, I think you even saw it even more so with Jamie Foxx as Electro as well. You know, with Lizard and Sandman, you know, you guys might or probably already know that those actors did not actually come on set for anything, so they were CGI. So that's why they were in their Lizard or Sand form for pretty much the entire movie. They did lend their voice to it, so they were a part of it. But, you know, those three really, like... It's 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 nice to see them back on the screen because that's something that we always talk about going forward is who are going to be the villains of the MCU because that arguably, I think, is what makes the best movies. Now, I think Jonathan Majors as Kang going forward is going to be bonkers. Just like... <laughs> Just incredible. The, the moments that he was on screen in that last episode of Loki, he absolutely captured everybody's attention. And I would highly encourage you to go watch uh, what it was a GQ episode uh, interview that we saw with Jonathan majors, right? Where he talked about it was like his 10 essential items. Oh, uh huh. And I was like, I love Jonathan majors and everything about him. I mean, he's just an interesting, cool guy. Yeah. But my point I guess in a very long winded way of saying this is that those villains are so classic and especially people around our age, whether you read the comics or you watch the movies or for me, like a lot of my Spider-Man experience comes from playing the video games, like green goblin and doc Ock, like they're essential to Spider-Man. And so I just, I loved it. I thought everything was so great about it. I, I guess the world has kind of come to a conclusion. Andrew Garfield was absolutely insane. And it's nice to see him get the justice and like the recognition that he deserved, despite like some bad writing in his movies. Like he really is a really wonderful Spider-Man. Compared to Toby's though, his writing was not near as bad. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you just don't like Kirsten Dunst. That too. The last thing I have to say about it, Aunt May, that kind of ripped my heart out. I was not okay with it. I knew it probably needed to happen, especially because there is no Uncle Ben to kill off, so they had to kill off somebody, but it definitely ripped my heart out. Well, and you'd have to think, like, it was almost necessary knowing now how the movie ends. I mean, how would you have an Aunt May who she didn't know that she had a nephew? You know? That yeah. would be hard to write. Like the rest of them, you can write it. I mean, I guess the question that we all still have now is how did Happy know who Aunt May was at the end of the movie? Well, didn't they mention that? Like they met at like a fundraiser or something. Oh, didn't I thought they? he said that he knew her through Spider Man. Oh, well, 
Same thing. Probably a fundraiser with Spider-Man. I don't know. And maybe that's something that they'll answer in the future. But looking forward for Spider-Man, I guess rumblings that maybe Andrew Garfield is going to get the third installment to his trilogy to wrap up his story. I I don't even think you need a new villain. I think you just put Jamie Foxx back in there. You know, I guess he's not going to technically be Electro anymore, but there's a lot you can do. I was also interested, though, in the direction that it was heading, like at the end of the second movie where they were collecting the Sinister Six. I mean, I think that could have been really cool, too. Yeah. So I don't know if they would have the ability to go back and do that, but I mean, that could be fun. Yeah. And then with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, again, it seems like we're getting another trilogy with him, which he deserves it. We will see all of them. Oh, absolutely. And hopefully we'll continue seeing him cross over into other MCU movies as well. Was it the best movie that you saw in 2021? Oh, gosh. Now I have to try to remember all the movies that we saw. Encanto is the only other one that I think maybe. The only other one that would rival it. Um, I guess I'm just going to say yes because nothing else comes to mind. So, yeah. And something that we asked at the end of this, and I don't know if you still have your list, was your top five Marvel movies up to this point. Did No Way Home unseat any of them? Ooh. So, truth be told, I had this on a sticky note, and the sticky note is no longer here. Um, Oh, gosh, that's really tough. I'm just going to say no for the sake of I don't have my sticky note. (laughs) But it was, I did really enjoy it. So I think after watching it again, maybe I can give it a better stab. What about you? So my top five quickly were Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, and Shang-Chi. I have, like, I want to put it in there, but Shang-Chi was so good. I was going to say that would probably be the one that it would most likely upseat. And I don't know if I'm willing to knock Shang-Chi out of there. Yeah. So I might just keep mine the way that it is. I think I do too, but TBD. We'll watch it once it comes. Hopefully they can figure out how to get all of these movies onto Disney+. Plus. That would make our lives a whole lot easier. They really made us work for it when we were trying to go back and rewatch everything. Oh, yeah. You had to do Hulu on some. You had to do Amazon Prime on some. It was Mm -hmm. like all over the place. It was not easy. Okay, real quick. Hawkeye wrapped up. I would just say the series was a whole lot better than I ever expected it to be. I was kind of expecting like a Falcon and Winter Soldier show again. Mm -hmm. I think the casting was phenomenal. I really liked everybody that was in there. I liked the way that they were intentional with casting different characters, just as far as like um, making sure. Are you talking about Maya? Yeah, mostly Maya. Yeah. Just, you know, I, I think that's incredible. Um, but then, yeah, I just liked everything about it. I think it also gives us some places where we could get like a Hawkeye too. Cause obviously I want to learn more about his wife. There's a story there and I would like to know what it is. Well, that's, that's kind of my point. Here's all the jumping off points that we have just from Hawkeye is we have Maya who we assume will take the name echo at some point. We have to learn about Laura's past in shield at some point, we have Yelena and Kate both, you know, starting their story arcs. 
I mean, Yelena honestly deserves her own series, if not movie. Well, and I feel like we definitely have to see more of her because the person who hired her wasn't even the right, the Valentina from this show. Like, I expected that to be the tie-in, and that wasn't it. So now I'm waiting to see what Valentina's job for Lena is. Yeah. I have seen some discourse online about whether people like Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. I thought she was really, really good. I liked it. I don't have any complaints. I think her chemistry with Yelena really shined. I think her chemistry also with Clint really shined. But imagine like if she met Peter Parker. Like they'd be hilarious together. It'd be really good. And a lot of these other young Avengers that we see taking shape or Kate with Shuri or Kate with, you know. Anyone with Shuri really <laughs> would be phenomenal. Yeah. But I I think it's it's really exciting that that's kind of how they're using these Disney Plus shows. We've already seen it come to fruition a little bit, a teensy bit with WandaVision and Loki. You know, they're we're kind of subtle references in No Way Home. I think Multiverse of Madness, it'll be even more on the nose, but we're about to, it's about to help the stories move along a lot better, I think. So I feel like at the end of the day, that's all we really care about is, I mean, because that's what we want from these Disney Plus shows. I feel like if we're investing the time to watch them, I want them to carry in to like the overall, I don't know, goal so I think we have the same Disney Plus show rankings up so far. WandaVision 1, right? Yeah, always. Loki 2. Mm-hmm. Is Hawkeye 3? I would put Hawkeye 3. Then Falcon and Winter Soldier, then What If? Correct. I think that's fair. I just think, I like you said, the chemistry in Hawkeye with all the characters, I liked it a lot more than I did with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Obviously, I love Sam and Bucky together, but I hated the... uh, Sharon? Well, but the little children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever that villain situation was, was just very weak. So, for that reason, Hawkeye, definitely above that. Yeah. And, you know, we are not people... We Truth be told, we have tried to watch uh, Daredevil before. I will probably go back and watch it. It's not... For you. It's too gory for you, right? Oh, I hated it. Yeah. I, I cried. I cried. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was, you did not I have was, to admit that. I was unwilling to continue watching it. But I will go back and watch Daredevil. But that's just exciting knowing that, you know, that Matt Murdock is now canon. And that Kingpin is now canon. So that's kind of a endless possibilities. I have watched the Jessica Jones series on Netflix, which I think you would like that one. It's a lot better. I mean, not. I'm very skeptical at this point. So we have to be very careful. It's not better than Daredevil, I don't think, but it is very good. And it's less gory. And we can watch Luke Cage and Punisher and all kinds of things. Limitless possibilities. Always. Okay. So we both made a list of the top five things that we are most excited for in the year 2022. How much do you think of overlap do you think we're going to have? I would say at least, I'm going to say two things, probably made both of our lists. Other than that, I did try to be creative, but these are legitimately things that I'm looking forward to. 
So this includes park stuff, TV shows, uh, movies. I have a video game spoiler alert on there. <laughs> so it's kind of just all over the game and any kind of like nerdy stuff that we're into. Yeah. So ladies first, what is the fifth most exciting thing in 2022 for you? I would say just everything coming back overall. I di- well, that did- is the biggest no, cop out of all time. Ex- you didn't even let me finish my sentence. Okay. Overall, I'm excited for things to come back as far as entertainment. So what comes to mind would be things like Fantasmic, different parades, especially here in Walt Disney World where we have not had any parades. But the number one out of those that I'm most excited for would be World of Color. And that's just because... I know we'll end up back at Disney World. Uh, blah. Well, we will be at Disney World. We'll be too. at Disney World a lot. We will be at Disneyland sometime. We don't have a trip planned currently, but I think my number one goal for that trip would be to see World of Color because we've never seen it. Both times we've made it out there, it has been closed for one reason or another. And I would like to see it. I would piggyback off that and say that this would be if World of Color comes back, like I want to do every single thing in our possibilities, like in our power to stay at the Grand Californian and have theme park view. Oh my gosh, that would be wild. And even if we don't have theme park view, I think they have an observation deck that you can go to if you're staying in the hotel. So but would that be cooler than seeing it on the you know ground well, level? No, I'm saying like we would see it multiple times. I do both. Fantasmic, though. We've always wanted to do Disneyland Fantasmic just because it's kind of mind-blowing to us, too, the way that they do that. I still don't understand it. Like, walking I, which through is that why we have to during see the it. day. Like, where do, you, where do you watch this? Where's the seating? I, I don't know. There is no seating. There is no seating. So that is high on my list. I mean, anything to do with Disneyland is pretty high on my list just because I want to go back. But... The knowing that there are like performances and shows that we could see again is really exciting. So my number five is a movie, Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, okay. So right now it has a release date of July 8th of this year. But I think just knowing who all is going to be in this movie, like I'm sold right off the bat. So it's directed by... Taika Waititi, who did Ragnarok, which is my favorite movie in the MCU so far. You're going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy. You're going to have Thor. Hopefully, they find a way to put Loki back in there. Maybe. That's, yeah, that might be a long shot. But I think it's just, like, everything about it is going to be amazing. Like, And I think the premise is, like, somehow they have to enter a rock like competition to gain their freedom or something. (laughs) And, you know, you would assume since Taika Waititi is directing it, that Korg will be in it as well. Since he voices Korg, Korg might be my favorite character besides Loki and the MCU. So that's a win, win. I just think it's going to be similar to Ragnarok. It's just going to be nonstop entertainment all the way through. I mean, no doubt his writing is hysterical. So I think that's something that I'm looking forward to because that's my kind of Marvel movie. Like, I think that's why I did not like Daredevil at all because it was very serious and it was 
whatever. I like the funny and it's lighthearted and you do have all of these funny personalities that are getting together. And I agree. That's, that's a good one to look forward to. We're also getting Christian Bale in this movie as a villain. He will be Gore, the God Butcher. Be God Butcher. So just a very brief, because I've looked him up in the Marvel Encyclopedia before. He, like his people were like stranded in the desert for forever and like abandoned and they like prayed to gods to come help them. And, you know, like we, you know, they need water and shelter and all the things. And they felt like the gods abandoned them. And so finally he was able to prosper, but it was basically under the pretense that he would get vengeance on all of the gods that abandoned him and his people. So since Thor is a god, uh-huh. he would fall under that category. Do you think now that we have Harry Styles out there, do you think we're going to get to see him? I mean, it'd be awesome. That'd I already be a forgot star the name of cast. his character, but... Uh, star Fox. Star Fox. I hope we get to see Star Fox. Is that it Star Fox? Fun. Something like that. Star something, yeah. I don't know. Harry Styles. I'd like to see Harry Styles. Yeah. But, I mean, we're going to have Nebula. We're going to have Drax. We're going to, like... And they're even saying Jeff Goldblum is going to be in it. Oh, my goodness. As the Grandmaster uh-huh. again. So, I mean, it's just... It's really shaping up to be amazing. Now, I guess controversial opinion. I'm not, I don't, I don't care that Natalie Portman's coming back, but maybe she'll be good. It's, yeah, we're not like, no. I feel like that's kind of controversial for a lot of people. I just feel like she, she burned the bridge. Like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. She's back. Yes. We'll see what kind of role she plays in it, but very excited for it. And if they can find a way to put Loki in there too, it's going to be <laughs> absolutely amazing. You just want Loki and everything. Who doesn't? All right. Next on my list is festival of the arts. And specifically since that is coming up in six days, in six days, it's the live performances, the Disney on Broadway, that's coming back. I'm really excited for it because last year was our first year ever getting to do Festival of the Arts. Teacher life. And obviously it was kind of a stripped down version just because they weren't doing the performances. But now that we are becoming Broadway people and we appreciate, you know, just that live entertainment more than maybe we used to, I'm excited for that. And they have quite a few people. I don't really know what it's going to be like. Obviously, I've never witnessed it, but I mean, I just think it sounds fun. Yeah. And I would add on to that, like coming back around the same time as the Voices of Liberty are going to be performing in that room that where they used to perform again. Oh, okay. So instead of being outside, yeah, they'll be kind of back in their home. Yeah. Where the, acu- I mean, the acoustics of that room are nuts. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would agree. I'm, I'm really excited for that. I really like Festival of the Arts because it is more laid back. The crowds are much lower this time of year. The weather is absolutely miraculous right now. Grand and miraculous. Yeah. So I can just imagine us like popping over there, getting a snack, and then just sitting and listening. 
I don't know necessarily who the performers are, but they're from Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Frozen, um, Newsies, Tarzan, Mary Poppins. So I feel like, oh, and The Lion King. So I feel like we're obviously going to know all of the songs, which makes it even better. And I don't know. I think it'll be cool. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Bezel the Arts is top notch. It's and it's underrated, which is sad for it. Good for us. Sad for the festival. Well, it just runs for such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of sandwiched in there between holidays and flower and garden, but it's really good. I I would I don't have this on my list, but uh, Mr. Eyes, who is one of our favorite artists does all the art for Gideon's is going to have a booth at festival of the arts this year. And he's going to be signing some of his art. So, so that's our goal is to make it over to see him. Yeah. My number four is a TV series in the star Wars universe. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think look for people like my age growing up watching the prequels, Ewan McGregor, I love Ewan McGregor. I love everything that he's ever been in. Uh, what's the movie that I like that you can't? Uh, Big Fish. I love Ewan McGregor in that. You can't stand it. I've honestly never seen Big Fish. You have, and you poo-pooed it the entire <laughs> way through. <laughs> I, I don't remember this at all. But the return of Hayden Christensen, I think, is even more exciting about it. You know, he's been through so much crap from the Star Wars fan base because he was, you know, I don't know, Anakin, love him, hate him, however it was. I don't think it was all his fault on the script that he had to read. Maybe his delivery was not the greatest, but I think this series is shaping up to be really, really exciting. I mean, it'll be cool. I like all of the Star Wars things where you kind of get a look back at what played out. I mean, it's just like anything else. It's nice to see kind of what happened behind the scenes or maybe some of those lost stories, just a different perspective. Yeah. So this takes place 10 years after the events of episode three. So, I mean, that's something we, we know very, very little about as he is preparing to become Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what did Obi-Wan do after he, you know, failed as, his master. So I think it's going to be great. Think we're going to get Yoda to go with our baby Yoda. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get. I really don't know, even know what to expect. I just think it's going to be really fun. And Hayden Christensen's the best part, but you McGregor too. All of the above. Correct. Number three. Number three. I'm going to say. I am really looking forward to the Epcot construction, hopefully continuing to dwindle down. We are finally starting to see like little glimpses of what we want it to be, like what the desired outcome is going to be. Because right now, Epcot is kind of sad. If you ask me as far as like the very front entrance way where it's just construction walls everywhere, I feel like... This is a year where we're finally going to start seeing some real progress, especially with Cosmic Rewind. I'm excited for 
those construction walls to come down. I I know, especially like you, Brendan, are quite nervous that they keep calling it a family-friendly coaster, but I am holding on to hope that maybe it just means it's, I don't know, it's enjoyable for everyone. I mean, I have to imagine that there's still going to be a height limit, and I have to imagine that it's going to be freaking awesome. Something that we talk about frequently when we go to Epcot now is what we miss a lot is the old Starbucks, the Fountain View Starbucks. You know, it had so much seating out there that you could, I mean, it was amazing. You could just hang out. It was the place when people say like, I'm going to take my laptop and go to Disney. Like back in the day, that's the number one place that I thought Mm -hmm. like you would go. But I also, as much as the food was awful, like Electric Umbrella. That was a cool little area. So we're going to get that quick service restaurant opening up on that side. Who knows when the Moana water thing will open, but... I'm not even worried about that so much, even just, you know, kind of opening up that initial... I don't know what they're calling that little area. Do you remember what, like, their official term for it is? You know, they... (laughs) I don't know. They say it all the time, and I just... I'm, I guess I'm a bad fan. It just goes in one ear and out the other. But just that kind of entryway where you no longer will have to pick left or right. It would be so nice to just go straight. Just to, you know, go whichever way you want to go and just kind of take it all in from that direction. And then I just think Cosmic Rewind is going to be awesome. And the parts that they have done already are so well done, you know, removing the monoliths at front entrance at park entry and putting the, the old fountain back in and doing the led light strips all around and then putting the led lights on spaceship earth. Like that is a super nice area. The creation shop is a really, really nice. It's very well done. Yeah. And so you kind of can see the direction that they're going and, it's exciting. So hopefully we'll see some of those walls come down in oh, 2022. I hope so. My number three is the video game that I mentioned beforehand, and it is Hogwarts Legacy. So did you just bring up Hogwarts in our Disney podcast? I said it this was all things nerdy that we were excited <laughs> about in 2022. I believe this falls under that category. All right, I'll give it to you. We have been on a huge Harry Potter kick lately. So um, our travel plans, we drove to Tennessee and back. We listened to all of Sorcerer's Stone and like half of Chamber of Secrets in audiobook. And we're now like halfway through Prisoner of Azkaban. So we've we've been deep into Harry Potter, and I think this only cements it, but... If you're not familiar, this is an open-world action role-playing game set in the late 1800s in the Wizarding World. And basically, you are a student at Hogwarts. You get to choose your Hogwarts house, and then you attend different classes and gain different skills along the way. But it's open-world, so like you can go to the Forbidden Forest. You can go to Hogsmeade. Hopefully, you can go to like Diagon Alley as well but basically you are making choices along the way whether you're going to be a good wizard or go closer to the dark arts i think it's just 
super exciting. This game has been delayed for a super long time, but it's finally, they said 2022. Q3 is what I keep hearing, but we will be purchasing it. And <laughs> we can both make decisions and see where we both end up. I'm going to be a good wizard. You think? Yeah, for sure. What if it's just too appealing to go towards the dark arts? I cannot be swayed. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It will be fun. Not not many video games get you excited, but you said you were excited for this one. Well, I do like kind of what you said, that it's just like a free kind of open choice and a you know, like an interesting sequence of events. Like my jam growing up was always like roller coaster tycoon, <laughs> zoo tycoon type of thing. And Did obviously- Did you play Sims? We had it, but I don't I feel like you never actually got anything done with Sims. Like you just kind of wandered around, like built a house. It was kind of aimless. Like, I don't know. I guess that's how being an adult feels like too. Like you just kind of wander around. I don't know. But I do think this could be really cool, especially now that we're learning more things about Harry Potter and the wizarding world. Well, it's one of those things like, I think I read the, first two books as a kid you said you stopped after the first one and yeah. just switched over to the movies the amount of detail that's in the books is just mind-blowing yeah you know, i mean obviously they, it's going to be so much better but you you don't realize it until you actually read them and that's where we're at we're reading them my uh next goal after we finish listening to all the audiobooks is to get Catherine to listen to the hobbit and lord of the rings so if anybody would like to join me in that quest to convince her to listen to them, uh, please uh, <laughs> hit up Catherine to sway her. Yeah, that'll that'll be a hard thing to do. A hard persuasion. I don't know. I don't know the, what the a word I'm looking sell? for. Yeah, hard sell. We'll no. see what happens. Number two. Number two. I'm going to say... See, I didn't put mine in order like you did. Oh. So that's okay. Um, number two, I have to go with a movie coming out in May of okay. 2022. Well, I have the same thing. Multiverse of Madness. It's going to be nuts. This it's going to be madness. is going to be epic. I mean, obviously, we loved Spider-Man. We just, you know, kind of gave our whole review over it, but... This end credit scene, which was basically just a trailer for Multiverse of Madness, made me so excited. It's interesting that when they first announced it, they said it was going to be like a horror thriller. The trailer, I mean, maybe some elements. I mean, it's obviously darker. I could see like more thriller. I'm still not so sure about the horror aspect, although obviously the kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing they got going with Dr. Strange. That'll be interesting. But I don't know. Maybe we'll get the same thing with Wanda. I just, I'm really excited to see her as Scarlet Witch and kind of see how everything past Westview plays out. Because I do like that in the trailer they mentioned that. You know, they're not just skating over it. Like Wanda brought it up. Yeah. Well, and we're going to get America Chavez as well. You would have to think maybe Loki. I know I keep bringing him up. But. I mean, you do keep bringing up Kang. Hopefully, we will see him. And we'll see the return of Mordo. Wong will be in it. We love Wong. Everything that he's in. But And we'll see um, Christine, 
come back. I mean, she was in the trailer. We haven't seen her since Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's getting married. Well, it's a multiverse. So obviously that happened in another dimension somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And just the potential of, I mean, you could see Agatha, you could see Loki, like we mentioned. I mean, there's, it's, it's going to be nuts. And I really hope that they play it close to the vest as far as what this movie is exactly about. Like, we obviously know it's from following the events from No Way Home, but I think it ties in with the events from Loki and from WandaVision as well. You know, because, you know, we proved, not we, but the internet proved (laughs) that the, the time that Wanda broke open her hold on Westview was the same time that Loki and Kang and um, that timeline. Yeah. Shattered. Yeah. So who's to say that that wasn't the exact same time that Dr. Strange broke the thing in no way home, you know, that he cast the spell. So I think it's going to be absolutely bonkers. I think it's one of those, did I already say this was my number two as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. Good. <laughs> we probably need to buy tickets for it twice, at least. Like, you know what I mean? We need to see it on release day, and then we maybe need to see it like two days later. So we can kind of soak it all in and then watch it again? Yeah. As long as we go to Sinopolis, I'm down. Yeah. Well, if anybody has a Sinopolis near them, go. That is the way to view movies forever and always. Yeah. I'm very curious as to what I thought this would be your number one. No, I do have another number one. Let's hear it. Okay. My number one thing that I'm looking forward to is the Disney wish. Oh, it is our comeback to cruising. We have been sitting on the sidelines watching so many of our friends, you know, go on these amazing Disney cruises ever since cruising has come back and we haven't jumped on that yet we are you know that was something that we were looking forward to moving to florida you know just being closer being able to maybe hop on some of those last minute deals or you know obviously my sister's a cast member maybe getting into some of that but we do know for sure that we booked the new disney wish in july and i'm really excited for it i think it's going to be a blast i just i'm looking forward to we love i love all things like beachy and just relaxation. That's my kind of vacation to just like sit and do nothing, honestly. And I mean, I just think the wish is going to be beautiful. I think the food, like the different dining options that they have, especially the with the Marvel, dining. yeah, dining, that will be super cool. I mean, I just know it's going to be awesome. Any Disney cruise is awesome. I can't believe that I didn't even think of that. I know. I'm shocked. Now I'm very interested to see what your number one is. Like, is it going to be super lame? Well, I thought it was super predictable. Cosmic Rewinds? Yeah. I knew that it was on there somewhere because you you were like, no comment when I mentioned it. Yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is the number one thing that I am most excited for. But I'd also say, kind of like you mentioned, it's the thing that I'm most nervous about. You know, because we just went to Universal this past weekend. We 
I didn't realize until we left, the only things we did was ride <laughs> Hagrid's and Velocicoaster and ate and drank a Duff beer. Yep. And they're both so well done. You know, they're the best two roller coasters I've ever been on. I know other people, you know, get to visit Hershey Park and Six Flags and Bush Gardens and all the other places that are more roller coaster focused. I have not explored those as much. I've been to Dollywood. They have like the <laughs> they have the winged coaster that's really good. They do have some cool ones, but as far as you know, our big roller coaster thing that we enjoy are these story coasters, and that's kind of the defining factor with these two. And obviously, this one in Disney is going to be a story coaster. But we've even talked about before, like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I mean, that really propelled Disney to do some cool things. And I really hope that those Disney Imagineers have made several trips to Universal to check out like Hagrid's motorbike just to see like what they're doing and then hopefully to match it slash top it. You know, that's that's always the goal, the tick for tack kind of thing that they do together. And I mean, you've even said it, if Disney doesn't deliver I mean, it's going to be kind of embarrassing for them if they don't deliver. I know. And I guess, I guess that's where a lot of my nerves come in because it's like you got to you got to hit a home run with this one because mm-hmm. I know other people are excited for it and I am excited for it too, but it's not going to open in 2022. Tron, you mean? Tron is, I, I don't think it's going to be what people think it's going to be. I mean, I I am super excited to hop onto the bike and ride it, but I've watched the ride through of the Shanghai one many times. And it's just, it, it doesn't compare to Velocicoaster or Hagrid's, I guess is my point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it'll be the best roller coaster in Magic Kingdom, but is that saying a ton? I don't know. I don't want to be overly pessimistic, but my point is Cosmic Rewind has to be like a 10 out of 10, I think. I mean, and I think it can be just based off of what we've seen in Disneyland with the Mission Breakout. I mean, that entryway. Those characters are so fun. Yeah, with the collector and all of his things. I mean, the way that they were able to kind of transform Tower of Terror into Mission Breakout gives me a lot of hope just for like the theming and like the immersion factor, which is obviously something that we really enjoy It'll just be like the ride delivery. How does that deliver? Yeah. Is what I'm interested in. So just have a couple of other things. I want to just gauge what your excitement level is on them. Turning Red, the Pixar movie. Okay. I really liked the trailer, but I might have also just been swayed by the music. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought the tie-in between her name being May. And uh, it's going to be me. I mean, how do you not like that? It was That was well played, I have to say. I still think it's so strange that they're doing direct to Disney Plus on that. That's a little weird. It's like, it's almost like they have a vendetta against Pixar. Like, but, yeah. but is it Disney's decision to do that? Or is it Pixar's decision to do that? I think it's Disney's. Because Disney distributes it. But I don't know. I I mean, I'm not mad at it because I've always said I really like watching movies at home anyway. But you can't tell me Encanto would have been as good watching it at home. No, but 
is Turning Red going to be one of those movies? Because like we even said it with some of the ones that we did watch at home. Onward. Onward, Soul. I disagree on Soul, but go on. Really? Well, the music was so good. Like I, I really feel robbed that we didn't get to see Soul in a movie theater. Okay, I'll give it to you. Onward, I don't think we missed out on a ton. Well, I guess I'm just putting turning red into that vein. Like, I don't know if you'll miss out seeing on a big screen like you would if you didn't see, you know, Shang-Chi. If you didn't see that on a big screen, you would definitely be shorting yourself. Spider-Man, you have to see it on a big screen. Yeah. Um, She-Hulk. I'm... I don't I don't want to say I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm such a Hulk fan. But Bruce will be in it, I think. Well, I hope so. I just don't know if I'm ready to let him go. It's just this you is how this I feel. You think this will be his farewell? Yeah, I mean, this is how I feel with any of the original Avengers. I'm just not ready to give that up yet or to see that go away. You know, cuz they're kind of phasing all of them out. I mean, that's what Hawkeye is. I do think we'll continue to see him, well, but yeah, like they're he, definitely phasing him away. Yeah. He has to be in the part of the story about Laura. Yeah. But. But who, will we get, are they going to give us that? We don't know. I mean, they don't, they typically don't leave things unkept like that. That's fair. But I mean, to your point though, like they have a lot of loose ends right now. Mm-hmm. With, especially with these series, it just like opens up a whole new can of worms. Uh, I'm not ready to get rid of Bruce. Secret Wars. Uh, I don't. You don't know enough about it. No, it's the scrolls like revealing themselves. I so, feel like it has the possibility to be infuriating. Yeah. Like it could just make me very upset. If they're like, that's a scroll, he's a scroll, she's a scroll, everything's a scroll, then I'm gonna like flip a table. But I love Talos. Well, I yeah. Yeah. I mean he was excellent in Captain Marvel. So we'll see what happens. Uh if we get Mandalorian season three, I kinda doubt it, but maybe Christmas. I'm more on the Marvel train now than I am the Star Wars train. I don't want to pop your bubble because you said that you're really looking forward to the Obi-Wan series, but I'm I'm on the Marvel train right now. And it's hard for me to flip-flop. D23. I I'm yeah, no, I'm not really excited for that. And it's not and I think it's just because like we've already said we don't have any plans to go like, if we do make our way out to Disneyland, we're not going to center a trip around D23. Um, I don't know. I would be interested in hearing what they have to say. But I also, like, I'm not going to be sitting in front of the computer, like, watching it intently. Like, I'll just kind of wait for someone to summarize it nicely in a blog post for me. Well, it seems like most of the big... Marvel announcements are now happening for Marvel Studios are happening at Comic-Con or things like that. And and even Star Wars, like, I don't know if they use D23 as much as we maybe thought they would. And I think just with everything going on, I don't think we'll get much of a 
parks panel announcements. Like, I mean, what are, what are they going to talk? I think they'll just give us status updates more than anything on runaway railway. International parks have a lot more construction, especially Tokyo and Paris, but. But see that, that even doesn't affect us dramatically. I mean, someday we'll go and experience all the things that they're building, but I don't know. I guess that's the way that I'm looking at it. I'm not sure how much of a direct correlation it'll make for us. And just because we're not going, you know, someday maybe we'll go to a D23 and I'll be really, really excited for it. But it's not this year. It is coming up on the 100th year anniversary of the company, though. So that's kind of the one thing that they have in their pocket. Like, they have to go big for that. Oh, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. And hopefully it's not just stupid merch. Tell us, a, tell us how you really feel. Here's Brendan. a Funko Pop and a Starbucks tumbler. <laughs> um, okay. Final question I have for you. Put all your chips on the table. Will the Walt Disney World Railroad open in 2022? Brendan. <laughs> I mean, no, it can't. If if Tron doesn't open, we can't get the railroad. I but is that I don't know. I don't know if that's but true. If there's, but if there's construction still going on, like if there's still heavy machinery having to get into the area, where else would it come from if not the outside? You know what I'm saying? Like they're not going to drive like a crane down Main Street. Well, the railroad cuts off Tron. Tron's on the outside of the railroad track. So they don't have to cross it to get to the construction side is my point. I just, I think as long as there's construction on Tron, we will not have a railroad. Why do you have to break my heart like that? Do you set all chips on the table? That those are my chips. I think we could, maybe, possibly, hopefully, <laughs> get a scenario like Disneyland had for a while where there's maybe like two stops. It's like Main Street and uh, Toontown. Maybe, probably not, or not even Toontown, whatever it is, Storybook <laughs> Circus, Main Street and Frontierland maybe, and like that's it. Like it just kind of semi-circles back and forth. Yeah, or they just put up walls where you can't see, like in the part where they don't want you to see. Hmm. That's my hope. I mean, I'll give them, it to you. I mean, hope is a great thing. You got to hang on to hope. They've had a mountain running. You know, the railroads, the trains. Yeah. Railroads don't run, but yeah. Hush, please. (laughs) Um, Like there have, like you've seen videos. Yeah. They've like, of the train. They cranked them up, fire them up. Running around. No, not around. It's where they're stored. They just brought them out, turned them on. Steam was coming out of them. Uh, Well, then that's, they press the on button. That's not the same thing. They at least. At the very minimum, this is my request, they have to park it back at the, at Main Street again. You know what we did see today, Brendan? What? We saw a tram. We did. Out and about. But, um, yeah, it was driving on Western Way. It was really weird, but I, mean, I guess they're just making sure that they work. I, would just, I mean, they are running now in the parks. What? Yeah. You missed that? You can get on a tram now? Yeah. I missed that. 
But yeah, You're we supposed saw to be my source of news. We we saw one driving on Western Way. I assume maybe taking it to Animal Kingdom would be the only logical explanation of where it would be going. I <laughs> it was weird. This whole thing is news to me, so jaw on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. We could have went and rode a tram today. Wow. Maybe tomorrow. I don't think it's maybe it's I know it's back at Magic Kingdom. And I think Epcot, I don't know if they're back at all four parks yet. But do you have any other honorable mentions, things that you thought about? Um, I'm trying to think about dining or just anything like that. I feel like most dining places have come back now. It's really... Hoop-dee-doo? Hoop, yeah, we need Hoop-dee-doo, Gico, Victorian Alberts, and there's one other. But I can't remember what it is. But hoop de doo needs to open tomorrow. <laughs> if yeah, if they can find a way to do it, I mean, I know they're probably not going to be able to do like the crowd participation, which I feel like is probably why it hasn't come back yet. I need to hear a good hoop de hoop de hoop de doo. I mean, surely it's still profitable if you made it half capacity, right? If you took out half the tables, I would imagine they're still turning a profit on it. But are restaurants still doing half capacity? I'm just saying for hoopty doo because you are crammed in there normally. With like the performers and everything. Yeah. Just to space it out a little bit more. Yeah. Look, I would I would pay double the price for half the capacity if hoopty doo would open tomorrow. I guess you better send a letter. I have. I've been sending <laughs> it to Jeff Valley every day. Yeehaw Bob, we have not made it over to see Yeehaw Bob yet. We are the worst Yeehaw Bob fans on planet Earth. We're we should honestly have our title stripped. No, of we're being still Yeehaw fans. So I'm looking forward to that. I would like to go see Yeehaw Bob perform. Yeah. And I really thought that 2022 might be the year that we visit in a national park, but it's not looking like it. Well, and mostly the reason being is we want to really experience the park. Yeah. We want like everything to be back. So it makes it hard. Yeah. But, but you know, that's okay. Yeah. So any other thing you would like to add? I think that's it. All right. So we thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for being patient with us as we got back and got through the holiday season. Don't know if we're going to be quite back to two episodes every week, but we will be putting out episodes more consistently along the way, and we are so happy to have you here with us. So hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year, and we're looking forward to 2022. Thanks for listening, and we'll chat with you real soon. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.